Michelle and Josh have a wide variety of experience from nutrition coaching, entrepreneurship, to managing and leading a family. In this podcast, they'll discuss all things nutrition, faith, fitness, leadership, mindset, and how these things play out in real life. Welcome back to the We Are Lions podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about dangers of comparison and how to turn that into a positive. Before we dive into it, just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thanks for your continued support. We have messages rolling in. We have uh, just really cool feedback coming in from everyone. So definitely appreciate that. Keep the feedback coming. Keep the comments rolling in. We are reaching far beyond the United States, which is so cool to see. We have a lot of repeat listeners. So thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for leaving us a review. We appreciate you. Before we dive into today's topic, just uh, wanted to share a couple of updates that we have. Um, we're not going to be publishing a podcast next week. Next week is Christmas, and so we are going to enjoy a little downtime uh, with our family, play some laser tag, and eat some food, lots of food, hopefully. Uh, and we just want to wish everyone a safe holiday. A couple of updates on life. We have uh, an upcoming talent show that uh, we'll probably be sharing some clips uh, in our next episode. Or not. Or not. It, <laughs> it depends on how that goes. Um, I definitely have a, uh, I have some, I don't know, some flashbacks from talent shows uh, in grade school. I, I've never actually participated in a talent show, but I've watched. I've been a, an observer of, of talent shows that were conducted. Yeah, I've never been in one either, to be honest. I helped my little sister a couple of times when she did hers in um, elementary school, but I don't know. I didn't go to the same school as she did, so um, we didn't really do that then. But this is a uh, virtual family talent show via Zoom that we've organized um, just with everything going on this year and things that we're not able to do, uh, traditions that we've been um you know, breakfast with Santa's and um, Santa's workshop, you know, Santa's village or whatever, all those things that we've been able to do um, traditionally every Christmas have kind of gone out of the window this year. So we've come up with something new and uh, it's going to be actually Wednesday instead of um, doing our podcast that day like we would normally do, we are going to be practicing our various talents I can't wait to see what you're doing because I haven't <laughs> seen you or heard you practice anything, so that's going to be interesting. I'll share the details. Don't worry. I will record. I'll record something that way. You know, I can show, share with the audience. All right. You ready to dive into this? I am. Let's go. Let's All right. It. We're going to kick things off with a quote. Comparison is the thief of joy. Theodore Roosevelt. My man. <laughs> yeah. You're, um, you shared a quote from him on our last episode as well. Did I? You did. Yeah. You did the African proverb and then you did his kind of quote was kind of the same thing. Wow. You did trust me. Okay. That's <laughs> just blew my mind. So I, I am um, a Teddy Roosevelt uh, fan. I have, um, I'm reading a couple books about his life. Um, we'll, we'll probably, I want to share that at some point. It's a, it's a really good, good read. Um, heck, I'll even include the, uh, the books that I'm reading. On Teddy Roosevelt in the description. So let's dive into this. Uh, we're going to actually start with um, an article that was published in Psychology Today. 
with Dr. Amy Somerville and Neil J. Rose have found more than 10% of daily thoughts involve making a comparison of some kind. 10% of your daily thoughts. Yeah. Well. I want to camp out here for a second and just unpack this a bit because if, if we take that statistic and we look at social media and the availability of information, right? And, and how this, how social media could make things so much easier in terms of, you know, our, our ability to compare to other people and to other things. It's almost like they're, everything's at a fingertip away, right? And, and I'm not bashing social media in any way. Uh, I mean, I'll, it just makes things easier, right? Things are, it's, it's so much easier to compare. Right, right. It definitely is. And, um, you know, there's definitely a link. Evidence is showing that there's definitely a link between social media and depression. Recent studies show that teenagers and young adult users who spend most time on Instagram, Facebook, and other platforms were shown to have substantially higher rate of reported depression than those who spent less time. So it's definitely, um, you know, scrolling through and comparing your life to the highlight reels of your Facebook friends is definitely uh, having a negative influence on our young people for sure. Um, But I will say that in no way, shape or form is comparison a new phenomena that's just come about because of social media. I mean, I found a study that was done in 1954 on the damage that um, comparison does to just your mental well-being and even way 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 before that um in the bible in exodus um god warned his people not to covet your neighbor's house your neighbor's wife his servants his ox (laughs) his donkey or anything that is your neighbor so um i think we could all agree that you know coveting means to you there would have to be some comparison there um so god warns about that even way back in the Old Testament. That's, as you were talking through that, I'm thinking not to take this on a, on a tangent or to get sidetracked at all, but we have, um, friends of ours have, uh, have some farm animals and I, I may have like <laughs> wished that I had a goat. Okay. I just wanted to, just wanted to say that. Yeah, come wanted- clean, come clean on that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So if you're listening, I'm, I'm sure you know who you are. I'm sorry. I <laughs> coveted your goat. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's really a, that's a really good point that you brought up. And the research continues, right, in this article by Sebastian Deary, Shay Davidi, and Thomas Gilovich, explore the factors that may underlie FOMO. And so when you have this, you have comparison, right, you have social media, and now you have this this rise in depression that comes with that. Uh, you know, in their research, they found that people believe that they spend more time alone, go to fewer parties, and are part of fewer social circles. Circles. <laughs> I want. I want one of those. A What's fewer, a circle? I want one. Fewer social. I'm covering your circle. <laughs> than other people, including their close friends, because they compared themselves to more visible and more social people. Let's talk about FOMO for a minute and that the fear of missing out. And I, I think of, we actually have, we have a dog named Charlie and he, um, he has 
He has total FOMO. I mean, I, I've <laughs> even joked about renaming him FOMO just because every time we're doing something as a family and we're having dinner, he knows to distance himself from the dinner table. So he's standing there like just with these, these beady, sad eyes. And he's like, I want to hang out with just you guys. Just staring. Yeah, just staring. I wish I could be over there. Maybe if I stand here and stare at them, they'll invite me over. <laughs> we, so... I'm, sorry, I'm just picturing Charlie now. Standing. I said standing. Yeah. Are you picturing him standing? I'm picturing him standing. He, he's he's definitely a very proper dog. He, he sits upright. <laughs> Sometimes he I mistake him for a human, he, the way he his mannerisms are. Anyways, um, I digress. So um, so FOMO. FOMO is definitely a real thing. And, and what's interesting is that you couple that with 2020 and COVID and, and just the quarantine. And man, that's that. I'm curious what that statistic is is right now it, it has to be higher um, and so the article goes on to discuss other ways where people might compare themselves such as fitness cooking parenting etc have you ever explored the search feature on instagram mm, i'm actually not a big instagram person it's sad. I wish I could be better at that, but I'm doing totally that. No, it's, it's it's a dangerous it's a dangerous dangerous function, in my opinion, oh. because anybody that you follow or is following you, mm-hmm. basically the the way the algorithms work, and I'm I'd have to fact check this, but this is what I've read. Uh, so you're gonna get things on your search feed that are relevant to everyone else's interests and things that you have searched up in the past. So it's kind of like this culmination of things and. So in there, it's it's a dangerous place. It's a slippery slope. And so I'll use fitness as an example. You're going to have people that are extremely fit. And oftentimes that might make you feel like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not doing enough. Um, I'm, I'm really falling short of my goals here. Mm-hmm. And so or we could use a cooking example. Right. So perhaps you have a friend who's just an awesome cook or you, know, you have you're following somebody who has a cooking show. You're like wow, they they like how do they come up with these amazing recipes? Like I'm, I'm not. I'll never be that good of a cook. We could use parenting as an example. The the you know the photo uh, like the the photo magazine ready family that seems to always be doing things, always have it together, always organized, and they're always doing all these extracurricular activities can make you feel like you're not a good parent. You're like wow, what am I not doing? that I should be doing with my kids. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so that article suggests that we have control over this and that if we compared ourselves to someone with moderate abilities or an unsocial person, the effects went away. So we we can reverse this. We have control. I think that's a big takeaway. Mm-hmm. And so the article has three tips that I will read verbatim. Right, so there's three tips. Again, I'm gonna include a link to this article in the description. Definitely check it out. And so, and then we'll share kind of our take on on those tips. And we'll share a couple tips we want you to hopefully walk away with. So, tip number one: recognize that you're likely using an unrealistic target when evaluating yourself, and adjust accordingly. And so, the example is if you have a list of seven people that you're comparing yourself to, compare yourself to the bottom person. The the number say if there's seven people. Compare yourself to number seven instead of number one. And that bias comparison effect goes away. Number two, 
Consider what you're trying to achieve when making a comparison. If you're trying to become a better cook, comparing yourself to your most cooking show-ready friend is only useful if you focus on the ways that you could become more like them. So you ask yourself questions like, do they take classes? Are they using fresher ingredients? Are, you know, how is their kitchen laid out? What kind of equipment are they using? And number three, if comparisons have you feeling down, spend some time thinking about positives. How much a skill has improved over time or how much worse a situation could be than it really is. One would call that finding the silver lining in a situation. Would you, would you say, Michelle? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, what was the example that we... No, I can't share that one. But there was an example <laughs> okay. about something that we talked about today like earlier. And I was like, where is the silver lining in this? Uh, or, or the... Um, so we'll leave that for another conversation. Okay. Um, or Don't others... Worry, I'm as lost as you guys all are. <laughs> or others who may see you as a role model right now. Comparisons can go both ways. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, and I think those are all really great. I mean, there are definitely comparison will definitely steal your joy if you let it. Um, there's definitely some healthy ways to compare yourself. Um, and then using those to using those comparisons to then challenge yourself to do better in realistic ways. Like Josh was saying, um, if you want to be this great cook, ask yourself how that person got to be that way. If you want to be, um, a great, I don't know, basketball player, um, be realistic and knowing that if you're 40 years old and want to play some rec ball, you know, don't compare yourself with the greatest NBA player of all time, but do take, um, inspiration in the fact that, you know, how many hours a day does that guy practice and how did he start out and, you know, just kind of figure out what what uh, work, figure out what workouts he does, what drills he does, and those types of things, and then you can, you can be a better anything that way. Even his mindset, right? Even the the type of mindset that those players have, right? Or Absolutely. whoever you're comparing yourself to. Yeah, look at their history. How many times did they fail? You know, I was reading something when we were um, doing the last podcast about failure, and how many times the greatest uh, baseball the greatest hitters in baseball have actually swung their bat. How many times that they've actually missed versus how many times they've hit. So yeah, mindset for sure. Um, you know, definitely being grateful for where you are now, instead of looking to the left and to the right, you know, look inside and, and look, look closer, you know, change your focus to, to closer, um, you know, what's in your, your house, what's in your home, like being grateful for those things. I have my kids doing a gratitude journal right now because I really want them to train their mind to always be looking for positive things. And I, I, re- I can't recommend a gratitude journal enough. I know that so many people are doing that now that it seems like it's becoming cliche, but it is really life-changing to change your mentality that way, not to be looking at what somebody else has, but to be focusing on what it is that you have and being grateful for those things. And then focusing on your own dreams and work and working to get there, that might include finding a positive role mo- model and modeling your success after theirs. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it's realistic and, um, and that you are taking the same sort of steps that they have taken. There's nothing wrong with that. I think of a little 
friendly competition sometimes too. I think the first thing I think of is CrossFit and becoming, being in a CrossFit community. How dare you speak of CrossFit? (laughs) That's what I think of because the last time, you know, pre-COVID when we were part of a CrossFit gym, most of the athletes that I was working out with were literally half my age. So I, but I use that I to, to challenge myself. You know, a lot of times my challenge for the day is not to finish dead last. Just to survive. <laughs> we love CrossFit. Now it's, it's just CrossFit is a controversial subject, right? It's a controversial topic, but it's awesome. We love it. Well, any, you know, any, any, uh, activity you want to insert in there, you know, uh, fishermen you want to you want to catch the least amount of fish on the lake that day whatever it might be just to push you a little bit more it could get pretty heated <laughs> on the waters uh down on the river whatever this competition is, is is intense down there so friendly competition might involve a little comparison but it's it's a positive spin on it and i think you can definitely spin that in a positive way i think that's awesome i think that's a really good take. Those are good takeaways. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We'll do it again in two weeks. Thank you. See ya. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to We Are Lions Podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on social media. The links will be in the description. And please, leave us a review on iTunes and share the podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening.